Hey y'all, it's AJ. Hey, I'm Tanil J. And Andy. And we are Surviving, Surviving Adulthood. Adulthood. So sit back, take notes, and listen to our relatable stories of how we navigate through the Bay Area to achieve entrepreneurship. Boom. We back. It's another year. It's 2020. How y'all feeling? Good. Yes. Happy New Year. Right. Happy New Year. Yes. So uh, for those that are seeing the actual video, we have a guest here, but I'm not going to introduce him just yet. I kind of want to talk to you guys about like, what are we, how are we feeling about the new year? Because like, you know, we had a lot going on. There's been like deaths and stuff. Like, you know what I mean, Andy? Yeah. So recently um, on New Year's Eve, um, someone that I knew RBC, you guys also know him as Brian, um, was killed in Atlanta, but he is from um, Richmond. And, you know, that made me think about how are we living our dash? And, you know, like basically that means how are you living your life and what will people remember you by? Yeah, man, that was messed up. Man, it was crazy. It was crazy, but that's like why we're here today. Um, we brought a special guest on. I'm going to let you introduce him to me. Mm. <laughs> okay, so today's guest is an Oakland native. At the tender age of 12, he began his career as a conscious hip-hop artist at Silence Violence Turf Unity Music Program, um, as well as produced music projects, facilitated graphic design workshops, and organized music performances. Hey. Also, boom, 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 boom. This is a big one. He, uh, his career changed forever in 2018 mm-hmm. when he co-founded Barbecue and Wild Black. Yes. Wow, we all know that. You okay. been there. Okay. <laughs> I even heard the Breakfast Club talking about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I said, so, uh, which uh, garnered international press for the massive turnout and positive message that the event sent. Yeah. Uh, and continues to stand. Absolutely. So let's uh, give a warm welcome. Yes. Right to Jamil. All right. Happy to be here. All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you again for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, and so, um, what are your what are some memories, some great memories that you have um, while growing up in the Bay Area? Um. Wow. You know, growing up in Oakland in the 90s and early 2000s was like a, like a real, like it's a different experience that I know the kids are getting today. So like, I remember like Facts. being a rapper, like telling my mom I got performances, but I'm really going to a party. Right, like, right, like, right. Because <laughs> I knew I could get out the house. I'm like, right. yeah, my group got a performance. I'm like, oh yeah, go ahead with that. Right, right. I'm at the candy shop. Right, you know? right, right. Um, you know, so yeah. that was, and then it wasn't a candy shop unless it got shot up at the yeah. Like, right. <laughs> I know that sounds really bad. That's so huh. sad. That's like right. the stamp. The stamp. It was like yeah. the stamp that you yeah. knew the party was over. Yeah. Right. Right. And You're I like, kind of part of me feel like the promoter did that on purpose. Okay. <laughs> or like, all right, we just guys was out there because it was hyphy then. Yeah. So, yeah. But you know, just the whole hyphy movement. Um, you know, even though it was a lot of negative in that, it was mm-hmm. a lot of positive, beautiful mm-hmm. elements that came out of that era. Um, you know, p- more togetherness, um, yeah. as far as like, you know, people like working together as mm-hmm. far as the, the, the more of the community based stuff. Um, I won't say I was sheltered to say the least, but like, you know, I was a nerd when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really good to be a nerd. No, like I tell my right. nephews that all the time, like, dude, yeah. 
it's great to be a nerd. Yeah. Right. Um, Do something different. Yeah, exactly. you know, but like, so, but it wasn't until I became like 12 years old and met a lot of my lifelong friends, like, and these guys had different background, much different backgrounds than I, even though mm -hmm. we all grew up in these impoverished communities, mm -hmm. you know, when I look back, it's like, yo, my life wasn't half as bad as some of theirs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of these guys was like homeless for real, pre-gentrification. Yeah. Right. And I had my own room. Right, <laughs> right. It, you know, I, it's probably because uh, maybe your, your home life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, my mother did an amazing job. I mean, she was tough on all of us. Mm -hmm. As usual, when I was a kid, like, you know, you know, like, man, like, why you don't ever let me do nothing? But mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. as an adult with a 14-year-old child, mm -hmm. my daughter's a nerd, so I don't really have to worry about that. But, like, as an adult with a, ch with a child, <laughs> you know, at the, you know, I understand why. Where your mother was coming from. Yeah, like, yeah, far away. Because it's, it's still cool. the world. And, and realistically, my mom worked at night, so I really could have, like, Smuck out the house right. and do whatever right. I wanted to do, but I really had no desire to like get in, get involved with the atrocities of the of the, of the surrounding community. Right. I mean, I really just wanted at the time. It was a time I like. I just wanted to rap. I didn't want to go to school. Like I didn't want to do mm -hmm. none of that. Like I hated going to school. I mean, I ended up graduating with a three point oh. Right. But, okay. but, but it was a time when I was in high school. Like I just wanted to write raps, sell my CDs mm -hmm. on the street, right. and, and do nothing. That's what I thought my future was right. at that time. But there was a lot of people, a lot of mentors that should like, yo, the world is bigger than selling your CDs on Telegraph for five dollars. Like, on, um, and so over time, like these mentors, like when I was in a group, you know, unfortunately, out of the four of us, three of us, three of them ended up, you know, kind of falling to some of the atrocities um, of stuff that happens. So yeah, one went to jail for murder, um, alcoholism, drugs. Right. Um, and I was just the one where it was like, I didn't do none of that stuff. Right. So, right. like, right. I mean, it's I smoked like weed when I was a teenager, right. but right. like, it wasn't like, I mean, it wasn't, it like, wasn't out yeah, there like that. Enough. But it was more so I only did that with my friends. Right. right. So, right. Um, you know, and my older brother used to always tell me, and I never understood it until I got grown. He was like, those people are not always going to be your friends. Not in the sense of like, they're going to wrong you. It's just right. They won't be like, available. They anymore. won't. Yeah, or they just, or you, yeah, yeah. or like, it's whatever. one of the things that you really got a future going for yourself. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes these particular guys, they might not have the future, or they don't see it yet. So right. they're doing these different things. Right. And it wasn't until I got grown. And like I said, you know, I witnessed, you know, some of my friends doing drugs in front of me. I'm like, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. cool. I'm, I'm, not, right. I'm, yeah. I'm not doing that. Right. And it's, it's no love loss. It's right. just that I can't indulge in mm -hmm. that. Um, question for you because that's hard for people to do yeah. so like what what was it within you or what kind of made you feel like you could be like no and it was still gonna be good i mean i grew up around crackheads right so you knew that subconsciously maybe i knew the end or what could be the end result mm -hmm. right of what drugs can do and some of the guys that i was around they they've gotten clean from drugs and they're right. doing really well mm -hmm. that's good. um but on the other side of it, I, it, it was like I, it was nothing that I seen in my household. Like my mom didn't do drugs. Right, my right. dad didn't do drugs. Like my mom and dad don't even drink alcohol. They don't right. go to club. Well, they're older now. But, right, right. But even like back then, like mm -hmm. my mom and my dad plays concerts and that's what they did for right. fun. Right. Um, that was that generation too. Like, yeah. oh, we're gonna go to this concert. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And So yeah. for me, you know, 
My mom, why, my dad took me to my first concert, which mm-hmm. is the Summer Jam, where we can go. Where it was cool yeah. to be on the lawn, take yeah. some food. Yeah. Um, you know, my both my parents took me to my first arena concert, okay. which were remained nameless for a few reasons. <laughs> <laughs> just be just because of who it was. Yeah. But you know, the truth of the matter is, as I grew up, you know, that was when I like. I like traditionally like mm-hmm. I I throw parties here and there. I don't really like clubs though, like, mm-hmm. because I, a lot a lot of times it's more so. I don't really like a lot of the music. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't like being around inebriated people mm-hmm. where they get really drunk. Yeah. And, you know, for me, like you see a guy like grabbing on a girl, you want to go do something, right? And right. now and then you put yourself in harm's way. Exactly. Right. Like right. we actually do a party. Myself and my brother we do a party with some exotic dancers, mm-hmm. and the party went fine. Mm-hmm. But like I seen the guys they got some of the guys that got drunk and they grabbing on the way and I'm like so me and security like hey like yeah yeah so me as right. a promoter but I'm like you know security about three times bigger than me right but I'm like hey brother you got it right and so well, once we cleared the situation I asked the young ladies I'm like is it like this every night it was like sometimes it works oh, yeah. and for me I'm like. Wow, like, and not just because of the inebriation, but some guys they feel entitled. They did yeah, throwing exactly, you money, like yeah. you gonna do whatever, and it's like, mm-hmm. dude, that's not. The you're, she's being paid to dance. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. it. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sure. You know, um, so I say all that to say to to answer your question. I just it just never was something that I I like to do. Mm-hmm. It's never like I couldn't think of like snorting cocaine up my nose. Like, at most, See, that's what I say too. I but the truth of the matter is one of the reasons why I smoked weed when I was a teenager is rapping like my friends like you'll be able to write better music and write quicker I could I would smoke weed and couldn't and go to sleep and couldn't think of anything and so I was like yeah this is not for me so you know, for my friends, it worked. Right. right. But for me, like I said, it, it wasn't my thing. And I said, mm-hmm. hey, I've had it, my brothers. Right. You know? And then also, too, with doing the silence of violence as I got older, because I, you know, I was involved with that when I was really young. Mm-hmm. But then as you transition into adulthood, mm-hmm. now you're the mentor, you're right. not the mentee. Yes. So I had to set the example um, for the young people. And I mean, I know most of the kids I was working with were smoking weed and probably right. doing other right. stuff. Yeah. And I'm not, I wasn't telling them, don't smoke weed. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad for you. Right. But I just wanted to kind of set the example of mm-hmm. like just kind of showing and doing it, right. as opposed to like trying Same. to chastise the kid about. Because the truth of the matter is, is that some of these kids are dealing with real issues, right. and yes. I would rather these kids smoke weed right. than yeah. snort coke yeah. or be out like right. taking yeah. harm and harming people, so harm yeah. right. people. to kind of cope with something. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not encouraging you, but I'm right. saying. If, if we got a list of drugs on a list, I'm right. like, marijuana is probably exactly. the least, of yeah. right. least like, okay, because most of you like, yo, I'm high, I just want to sit here and be lazy. Yeah. And be right. lazy. And eat. Yeah. Right. I mean, being lazy is bad. But like we said, on the spectrum of things. No, 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 on the of things. I mean, I'd rather a kid yeah. smoke weed and yeah. do math. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's sure. a way of like zoning out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I try to encourage is is, is therapy. Yeah. But I mean, therapy ain't for everybody. Right. Therapy, you can't make somebody go. Right. You, you have to be ready. You have to be ready. And, and to be I'm saying that's speaking for myself because for right. years, I wasn't ready to do that. Yeah. And then finally, one day, I just kind of fell into it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is cool. And I really like going. So, yeah. And I, want, I, do, elaborate I do. I do. I do. I want to get back to yeah. that. But you mentioned some things that I thought yeah. were pretty cool, like your rap career. Yes. Can you expand on that and kind of like talk us through? Because everybody doesn't know like how mm-hmm. the different projects that you yes. are on. So, it was a time I thought I was going to be a famous rapper. Okay. I thought that I was going to have all the things right. that rappers mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> and you know, honestly, I've never really liked jewelry. Really? Uh, I mean, like, I got wear like, like something like you got on like yeah, a little right. small yeah. or something. Yeah. Or maybe with my name, but like all the rap with the big, no. Like, right. uh, I mean, because you don't have a house. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. E40 said, don't buy an $80,000 card before you buy a house. Right. I mean, this is like simple, yeah, simple mathematics. Yeah. So, uh, so we started, so in 2006, Mm-hmm. Uh, we started Silence of Violence, and we started in 2007. We started Turf Community, and the okay. Silence of Violence project was really uh, us as young folks going into communities, impoverished communities, dangerous communities, mm-hmm. and really trying to talk to people about sorting out their issues without oh, yeah. resulting to violence. And we've even been mm-hmm. in some situations where cats is really finna like shoot each other, yeah. And literally, it was you know some of the older folks that we were with, like, dude, you don't really want, you really want to throw your life away. For a dice game, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. You know, you trying to help them make sense of everything. Right. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. And Sometimes you know, some people don't have that thinking, you know, really. process where right. because they even like because they've been encouraged to fight, 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 yeah. fight. Yeah. I remember one time, and it, I don't want to go too awkward because I don't want to answer your question, right. but we did this big silence to violence event. Mm-hmm. Some kids playing basketball, mm-hmm. they get into an argument, right? And we're like running around the corner from Acorn, mm-hmm. so, oh, yeah. so we're at the Fermanagh Park, and right. they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go get." My brother done or something. We was like, whoa, whoa. Right. We pulled him to the yeah. side. And we was like, look, we don't necessarily encourage violence, right. but if y'all really this angry, y'all gonna fight. Yeah, right. Fight it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and you know, if y'all gonna fight, like y'all gonna take a lot. But go play basketball. Right, right, right. We let them go about two or three rounds. All right, it's yeah. over with. Go play basketball. Yeah, yeah. Like, y'all um, get out your system. Because that's what it is. It's like, just get it out of your system. Right. Now you're not even thinking about, like, Oh, I just said I was going to shoot this kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Brian yeah. kid. Which but, is so extreme. But the yeah, Targeting so. Project, that was basically, you know, at that time in the Ivy movement, like, it was heavy. Like, mm-hmm. certain, in certain, certain, you couldn't go to certain areas in East Oakland and right. be from West Oakland to be from North Oakland. You couldn't go to certain areas in West Oakland, like, and vice versa. So it was a way for us to bring everybody, whether it be Oakland, Richmond, right. cool. Vallejo, whatever. Um, <laughs> we're actually talking about doing maybe like a turf unity next generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have to figure out because us is now we're the older guys. Right. Like, now now we're gonna start a bunch of old rappers yeah. like trying to like hey, stop the fight. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. like but OG's like that movie too. That right. the movie OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but um, so yeah, so it was basically so people we would take a weekend mm-hmm. and we got like funding and we'll, they feed us and all right. stuff and literally for like eight hours a day we just recording music mm-hmm. and we would do like a hundred songs in a weekend. Wow. Um, that is great. And just and we would have like people like Mr. Fab, yeah. Filthy Rich, um, Mac Mall. Uh-huh. There's some other people I can't remember at this time, mm-hmm. but these are people that would come and we would pay them, mm-hmm. or they sometimes they would donate their time right. and they would come That's do good. a verse or whatever. Because to us back then, like, like I mean, Fab is somebody that I can go to right. to dope area. Like, yeah. What's up, bro? But right. back then, like, he was Mr. Fab. Right. Like, oh my right. god, he's right. a star. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. then you built that relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So. You know, it was a time where I would go see him perform. Like, yo, it's just like if you go mm-hmm. see, like, see Drake now, right? Like, Yo, like, right. like, that's Mr. Fab. Like, right. you kind of, uh-huh. kind of scared to go talk to him. <laughs> yeah. or, 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 or at least for myself. Yeah. Like, right. 
Um, and, but I remember once he bought one of my CDs too. He probably never listened to it. But just the but he purchased. But he purchased one. But he did, and right. he, he, that was lunch money for the day. But but anyway, so Turkey Unity, we, we would do a bunch of songs. We would do like these focus groups to mm-hmm. figure out what songs were best songs mm-hmm. make the album, and then the songs that didn't make it. We would always like all these offshoot compilations. We were selling our music on the street, so right, and, right. and we had the CD burners, the whole oh, yeah. nine. So we were able to do <laughs> the whole system. <laughs> Prior to me being a graphic designer, we would make our own. I didn't even think about it as being a graphic designer. Right. We would make covers. We would just go on the corner. Right. We got there, we know. Mm-hmm. I still remember our sales pitch and everything. Wow. Can you say it? Yeah. yeah. Can you Look, remember? Right. Hey. Yeah. Um, so our sales pitch was like, uh, you know, I know you're ready, willing, and able. I, if you're not ready and willing, I know that you might be able. If you're not able, I know you're ready and willing. Right. You got the no misogyny of women, no cussing. <laughs> no, I don't remember it fully verbatim, right. but it's like you stop the law because we're not degrading women. Yes. We're not, I, that's where I learned what misogynistic meant. Like, I'm uh-huh. selling seeds on I didn't know what that meant. Right. My homie said it one day, and I was like, what does that mean? So that means we're not disrespecting women. I'm using that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so a lot of times people will buy the music Real because I've had right. people tell me, <laughs> I like I'm that. only buying this, I don't listen to rap, I don't mm-hmm. listen to gospel, but I'm buying it because you out here, you ain't selling dope. Right. You out here for this yeah. record store yeah. trying to sell something positive. Right. We used to go door to door selling CDs in these Sweet. white neighborhoods. And uh-huh. now, mind you, Think about being a white lady or a white man. Right. You got five black teenagers oh, on your doorstep. I'm calling them. I'm, I'm calling the police, I'm right? Black. I'm black. <laughs> they open, they cracking the door open, like, hey, how can I help you? I'm doing that now. I'm doing that now. And so, mm-hmm. this thing, oh, we don't got to stop mm-hmm. the wholesale pitch. And I remember one time, this lady, she gave my homie 20 mm-hmm. bucks for a CD. Because we would say slides get five dollars right. or whatever okay. you want to donate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, the deal with the, our agreement was, let the other person get the money right before you go and try to sell yours. Yeah, right. Mm. So I said, put the money. I'm like, saying, put the money in the hand. I was like, oh, and I also got boom, boom. Yeah. The white lady opened my hand, put some in my hand, closed it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm putting it in my 10 bucks. Yeah. Right. So she walks off with her dog or whatever, and I'm like, it's fifty dollars. Wow. I would have fell out. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I'm like, I mean, fifty dollars. Right. Like, right. It's like, swear. I was like, yeah, look. I'm like, right. And we that's have to support our people and, like that. Yeah. And, but this is when I knew there was power, and when and she probably never listened to the CD. Right. 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 But. I knew it was power in the hustle. Yeah. And I knew that I, at some point I had to make a transition from being a hustler to an entrepreneur or just basically combining mm-hmm. the yeah, You know, yeah. like a Jay-Z. Right. You know, he's a yeah. hustler, but he's an entrepreneur. Right. Um, and then I still do that kind of music sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on an album called Inner City Blues, okay. which is basically like, so we're tackling prostitution. We're tackling mm-hmm. Gentrification, okay. like, oh, nice. and this is like a soul project I'm doing. Right. And I'm taking my time with it because I really want it to be right. I have a song called Tiana on there where it's telling the story. It's actually derived from a real situation. Mm-hmm. Um, a student I had last year, she unfortunately became a victim of prostitution, mm-hmm. and the whole song is not about her, but right. that was the catalyst to make me write the song. And mm-hmm. the irony of it is like a sugar-free sample, right? So, oh, like, <laughs> no, because at first, like when I got the record, it was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do like this, like a little way alphabet, right? And then I was yeah, like, well, yeah. you know, I don't really want to degrade women like right. that, and mm-hmm. I don't want the women to be mad at me. And so I was, like, so I sat on it for a while, and then I was like, you know, I'm gonna do something positive with right. this and, and figure it out. But 
as as uh, I got older, mm-hmm. you know, I turned 18, you know, girls and now I wanna do songs about girls. Right, right, right. And so now mind you, I'm in this revolutionary hip hop group. Mm-hmm. They used to call us the hyphy revolutionary. The people used to call hyphy revolutionary because we would be so turned up on stage, but doing this like fight the power of right. public uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we were opening up for people like Dead Prez, right. oh, yeah. um, Mr. Fab, of course. Mm. Um, we opened up for Curtis Blow one time. Okay, I can't remember everybody off the top of my head, but like we, you know, there was a, if we had been cleaned up a little bit, we really probably could have been. How did y'all do that? How right. how what opened the door for that? Was that just your hustle? Mm-hmm. Well, to make money at that time, yes. This is before yeah. like t-shirts, the whole. I feel like that was like reached out to back then too. Yeah. I feel like it was. Uh, I mean, you know, I'll certain groups like of this. people yeah. able to make money in music but I, like but that. But I put it to you like this: on a ground level, nobody sold more CDs than us, and yeah. I'm willing to debate that. Okay. Like, okay. We we like to say we went ghetto platinum because like, if it wasn't like my core group, we had. Offsprings of people right. everywhere selling oh, the yeah. music. A network mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. A network of people. Oh, wow. so, and then you had to keep all the money. Yeah. So, with that, do you feel like there was ever a disadvantage being a rapper? Or, yeah. like, do you feel like that was an advantage because you just said, you know, I mean, you know, b- back, back then, you know, I should have took a little bit of the money. But, like, thank you. <laughs> no. You know, well, a percentage, right? Yeah, percentage. Yeah. I mean, because back then I didn't know. Right. But, right. you know, we're going get going get a pl- I mean, for us it was just more so like we just it was a bragging right. Right. Because people like till this day, like, man, I remember we used to be on selling MC. I had longer hair than Nappy Fro, Matt mm-hmm. Break. Like and like, man, I remember like oh, yeah. y'all was out there doing mm-hmm. it. And then when I started my clothing brand, it was like, man, you went from selling five dollar CDs to fifty dollar hoodies. And I thought about it, I was like, <laughs> You're right. Right, right. <laughs> so but, you always had that entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, honestly, it was my father. Right. Um, you know, as a kid, Dad, can I have $5 there? So my dad was like, one day, my dad was a retired longshoreman. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they had to go to the hall in San Francisco. And so, you know what? I'm going to show you how to make your own money. We went to Smart and Fight. He bought me like a $14 box of M&M's or something. Mm-hmm. Like 24 in a box. Mm-hmm. He said, now you're going to go around all your cars and try to sell them for a dollar a piece. Right. And ever since then, I've been hooked. Right. Oh, wow. But even this going further. So easy. But going even further back to that, like when I was like right. maybe five or six, we used to go to the little liquor store. You know, we'd have like $2 or whatever. Right. And we would go door to door trying to sell the stuff. And at the time, I didn't know that, that was entrepreneurship. Right. Right. But we would do it. But yeah, but we would do it to make more money to go back right. to the store and have a candy party. Yeah. Or a junk food party. Right. Right. Yeah. So for ourselves, so right. oh um, you know, but like I said, I first got the grass <laughs> my dad basically planted that, and like I said, since then I really haven't looked back as far as entrepreneurship. Right. But to also finish up your question, um, oh thank you. To finish up your question, as far as so when I turned about like seventeen, when the, when I was kind of turning eighteen, you know, like I said, you know, girls, you know, I wanted to make songs about girls and make yeah. right. secular music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would try to get my girl like, man, we getting older, like it's cool to do the stop and all the stuff, but like, yo, like we we ain't seen a little well, we got girls, we yeah, got right. it's like, hyping, <laughs> like okay. and, and like so it was like, man, that ain't really our lane. Right. And then I brought some music to the studio and then we made this song called Move Around, which was supposed to be like our hyphy song. Mm-hmm. I listened to it for the first time like ten years the other day and I it was like, oh, we wrote this. You don't have to let it. It wasn't really trash. Okay, okay. It wasn't really trash. Okay, let's play. Yeah, it wasn't really 
and transfer it, right? But, yeah. but compared to like what I'm doing now, like it definitely. Right. Like, but then also, like I said, you know, I started making love songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and but you tried. Yeah, right. but yeah. I tried. And I started yeah. making secular songs, and then that was more of the lane that I wanted to go right. in yeah. for the for the ladies. And then yeah. I cut my hair too, so then I thought I was big stuff. <laughs> Because when I was in high school, most of the girls that I liked didn't want to talk to me. Right. So then when I cut my hair, all of a sudden, magically, now they want to talk to me. Right. I made like a little cute, a little love song. They were like, I was late for you to do this. Yeah, I was late for you to cut your hair. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but it was all, but it was all, and, you know, I got a little cocky. Right. Because you know, I started getting the attention that right. I was wanting. Yeah. And um, then after that, like, I kind of like would take breaks from music after I started the real King mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But... And like, but now I don't have a desire to be a rap star. I just want to make records. And now right. I'm doing songwriting for other artists and managing other artists. And that's what I like to do. I like to be able to like, to create this content of like, I'll give you an example. I'm working with an artist and she has good R&B music, but I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, like I see you trying to, you trying to go to K. Michelle and make right. blogs vibe. Mm-hmm. I said, I can give that to you. Right. I, I grew up listening, my mom, has a plethora of mm-hmm. R&B mm-hmm. music. Right, that's And my, my godmother, like, even in the 90s, it was mm-hmm. 60s, 70s, 80s music. So that's how I learned about the Tina Marie, right, and yeah. like Rick James, mm-hmm. and yeah. the Temptations, and right. I learned about that. And that's usually what I listen, I like to listen to the older stuff. Mm-hmm. I like some of the new stuff. Yeah. I like some of the Walker and people like yeah, that. Yeah, like, um, But, like I said, you know, I learned a lot from a person who remained nameless. Right. Um, and that's where I learned my songwriting craft. Right. Um, and it sucks, but it's the truth, right? Um, and I tell people that all the time. Like I can't, although I can't agree with that, right? I can't negate the fact that this is where I learned mm, a lot right. of what I know now as far as my songwriting. So I say all that to say, with just with the young lady, I'm like, look, I said I can pull out what you're trying to do. Like you're right. kind of doing more of the hood R and B kind of thing. I said, no, if you want to go Mary J. Blige, you want to go K. Michelle, you want to like, right. we can do that. Right, right. Um, because, I, I mean, obviously over the years as a man, you know, mm-hmm. you put women through stuff sometimes. It ain't right, mm-hmm. but, you know, you do it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so now you have to, like, for me, I can take personal experience of things that I may have put women through mm-hmm. and basically write it in these songs right. to kind of capture what a woman might be feeling. So you know how to build artists. Look. Exactly. Like artist development. Yeah. Exactly. That's more so yeah. when I'm in, yeah. and that's lacking in music. Like, Nowadays with the internet, like, you know, oh, it's Everybody, got a hit record, it's yeah. got a million hits on it, oh, we're from the sign it. Yeah. Okay, well, this artist needs everything. Yeah, every everything. artist to yeah. have everything. We just don't have a bunch of money to be a clown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, what I'm hearing from everything that you're saying is you created your own blueprint. Like, you weren't afraid to go out and knock on doors. You weren't afraid to get told no. I'm really trying to get to the nitty gritty, and I want to transition into your work with Barbecue and Wild Black. How in the world, and you don't even have to elaborate on all the details, but somebody that wants to be an entrepreneur, somebody that wants to continue to endure all the no's, mm. what kind of, like, what did you do? Like, I know it's no secret sauce, right? but like, what would you do? Like, would it? How? Okay, so I gotta give you the whole backstory of Barbecue right, and Wild Black, right. because like, <laughs> okay, so obviously you guys know about the brothers who were basically verbally attacked, yes. you mm-hmm. know, um, Kenzie is a friend of my, is a friend of mine. Uh-huh. I knew him already. So before the thing even went viral, I got word like this it happened, mm-hmm. and the thing is going on tomorrow. And it's probably gonna go viral. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like I, he yeah. didn't tell me, so I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. right. And when it went viral, I'm like, 
whoa, like I seen and like and honestly talking to him, like it was even worse than what people saw. Right. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because obviously it went on for like three and a half hours and yeah. everybody only saw like twenty six minutes. Oh, I yeah. 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 yeah, like yeah, it went like you know, I like the gritty details of like that lady was she was something else. Yeah. 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 Right. She's like, real touched. Yeah. Like you didn't see the thing where the cop was laughing when she was like, if you got a white cop laughing at you, yeah. <laughs> like, you know something is wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, so my, my partner, Logan, um, she, she's a friend of mine. We've known each other through like seventh grade or something. Mm-hmm. And she just called me and was like, yo, I just want to do something to stand in solidarity mm-hmm. with, with the brothers. And it wasn't supposed to be what it became. Right. It was literally like, 10 people, we go out and barbecue the lake, we stand in solidarity. Mm-hmm. Me being a graphic designer, I just made someone say barbecue and wild black. Yeah. I think she yeah. said, I want to call it barbecue and wild mm-hmm. black. Um, I just made some literally black background with right. some words. Right. But an hour later, it had like 250 shares. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this might be something. So I made a right. real with the lady picture on And people laugh and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Ten people ain't gonna show up, okay? A hundred people might show up. Right. Right. Five hundred people might show up. Mm. Four thousand people showed up. Yeah. Wow. At the lake. Yeah. And yeah. the beautiful thing about it was it wasn't one fight. Right. Not one argument. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I love to see how we could all coexist. Yeah. And it's no. And we pissed off know, a lot of people. I'm sure. Who they probably was like living around the lake. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah like we, and so, like, but this is also when I learned about the proper steps. I didn't know you right. had to rent the lake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you do. Like, if it's a 50 year old people, you have to, like, pay oh. a rental fee. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so they let it slide. They right. was like, look, we know you. We know it was organic because we do 510 days, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so it literally came okay. together like this. So within mm-hmm. 10 days of 510 days, barbecue while black is like that following Sunday. Okay. 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 And so they was like, we're going to let you slide this time. Right. But, but you next, next time we need to go. But next time we need to go. And so, you know, it was a frustrating process, right. to say the least, because you're, you're learning how much all this stuff costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get the fundraiser for about 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were like, you know, you know, black folks who don't, who don't, who don't have the knowledge that now we have. Yes. It's like, why do we got to do this? We should just be able to go out and help. But you can't. Yeah. But it's like, Look, it's we not just free. Do, we, this is a right. revolutionary. They should do that for free. And I'm like, look, I don't want. I said, would you, would you rather so. have us do this without doing what we're supposed to do? And the police come shut it down. It's a riot. Exactly. Yeah. That's my, my name. Right. Yeah. My name is on that. So yeah. y'all, y'all can go home and live y'all lives. Yeah. I'm the one who got to deal with that. Right. Right. And Logan is the one. Right and Kenzie and Deacon, right. the other brother who was there, like, we have to deal with that. Exactly. Um. So a lot of people understood it. Right. But um. So we did like like the second time. It was like the second time we did like in the same year. And it was kind of it wasn't as many people, which was fine with me. Mm-hmm. But what it did spark people going out to the lake every weekend, which yeah, people yeah. don't want to give us our credit for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it really did. It was. I yeah. like, come on, let's go to the lake. I'm like, bro, it was happy. Yeah, like you know, like now, like like people be out there every yeah. weekend. Yeah, because uh-huh. it used to be like that back in the day. Yeah. Like my parents used to go to the lake and stuff. And it realistically, you know, we had elders telling me like. This reminds me of Festival with the Lake. Yeah. I haven't felt this way yeah. in 25 That's so years. That's beautiful, yeah. right? And it made me feel good. Right. Because I was a kid when Festival with the Lake mm-hmm. was around. And then, so, God honest truth, I did not want to do barbecue while black this past year. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm done with it. We right. proved our point. But yeah. people kept asking us, like, mm-hmm. y'all doing it next year? Fine, we'll do it. Right. Like, yeah. sure. So, literally, as opposed to a week, <laughs> now we probably, now we started two months in advance, which is. Right. If you're doing a big event like what we did, definitely start 
very early. Right. Yes. Like we're starting to play barbecue right. like 2020 now. Yeah. Right. Oh, so it is happening. So, so it is happening. Okay. What was the hesitation so of what, what was the hesitation for you not to do it? It was just so much like because the first year I didn't really get to have fun. I was walking yeah. around. Yeah, you making, making sure like people was yeah. having a good time, no Clean fights. Yeah. Clean yeah. up. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get to have a good time like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. We did it for 2019. I had a little more fun. Like we had the jerseys, custom right. jerseys made. Well, because you're growing, right? You're exactly. realizing what to do. Uh, exactly. At that point, and realistically, yeah, right. the yeah. people at the Parks and Recs, I got to give them so much credit because mm-hmm. they really worked with us. Right. And they understood that we didn't know what the hell we Right. No, you're fine. We didn't know what we were doing. Right. And they really coached us through, like, all the way up to the top. Ball, like, coaches through everything. Right. And they're like, you know, you guys, we're going to, whatever you guys need to know, we're going to teach it to you. Right. We're going to help you. Because they want to see barbecue mm-hmm. while black thrive. They want to see it. That's they good. said, we love it for our city. Right. We just got to do it right. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so, uh, I mean, while a lot of people don't understand the financial part of that, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, it's down to where like and they and I think they never should. will. But you no, know, I think people I, won't. I think yeah. people should though. I think like you can, the best way you can. Some people won't, right? right? But yeah, it's just in general right. sense, so that more people could have a better understanding, right. so that they would yeah. they be more inclined to share mm-hmm. the information and and or help. You know, help Absolutely. these causes because it's it's expensive. It's yeah. very. I mean, yeah. you, you got to think it down to like if I got a food vendor, right? Who has they have to get Break a help permit? Yeah. Right. As the as the person promoting the event, I have to get a help permit right. to yeah. cover the event, right? Oh, Plus, they got to get help permit to cover their business mm-hmm. and like that's all this stuff. Yeah. And like at first, I didn't understand, but it's like, well, if somebody gets sick, I don't want them suing me. Yeah. Um, and they right. was like, oh, you got to get a million dollar insurance policy. I said, I'll give it two million dollars, right. right? Just in case. Okay. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. And I'd rather be covered. Yeah, I'd rather yeah, be covered just in case sure. because it might not necessarily be on me if somebody gets some bad food. Right, right. But they're going to look at me like, well, we're uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you got some money somewhere. Okay. Exactly. I want my money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if it was me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to need my coin. Right. Yeah. But, um, but bar- like, the, the beautiful thing about Barbecue and Well Black is that, you know, so we did it 2019. Mm-hmm. And we, like I said, we proved our point. Right. So now it's about family reunion. Like Tupac said, and Paul just, we black. We all family. That, yeah. So that was yes. the thing we went yeah. with. Yeah. The family reunion. Mm-hmm. Self-consciously, we didn't know. Hey, it's a family reunion. I had people calling me or messaging me on social media, like, I haven't seen my family in five years because right. we've been bickering and because of Barbecue and Wild Black. Now we're starting our healing wow. process in our right. family. Yeah. Um, I had like a friend of mine call me and like, yo, I had some real funk, on-site funk with somebody. Like, right. and we see each other, it was on, and we see each other Barbecue and Wild Black, and we mm-hmm. put each other in and we squashed it. Yeah. Right? Because I think understand. it's just that love, you yeah. know, like, and we really have to get back to that because Absolutely. so many broken homes, like you just said, they hadn't talked in years, mm-hmm. but just seeing that, you know, because mm-hmm. we can't come together and like we lose so many people to dumb stuff. Right. Like, yeah, like, I mean, life like, is short, man. Yeah. Also, too, just the busyness. Everybody's so busy. Yeah. It was so busy. Exactly. And it said, oh, well, we're going mean, to be here. You know, right? And then you not, can, and now you we also help re energize the local economy, black economy. Look yes. at that. Now, we did have a set of vendors. There were people who just showed up. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, because, you know, yeah. black, you know, like, you know, us and my T-shirts, I got my table. I got my little sign. Yeah, I got my little sign. I'm going to do my thing. Right. Which, I mean, I got two ways about it. What is it? Do it the 
like, no, one is like, I feel it's not fair to the people who paid us. Right. Like, yes. But yeah, the other side is like, yeah. get your money. Right. Like, just do it outside of the perimeters yeah. where you can still be a part of barbecue. Right. Play, but but just respect, I was respecting. respecting. Yeah, because it's like, we got a business for set right here. You can't just smash on the spot. Right. Yeah. You would have spent 100 And that's also creates issues. Right. Right. Because I paid. Exactly. I want you to get your money, but you need to pay too. And that's what a lot of people say. But some people I did talk to them, was like, oh, my bad, bro. I didn't know. Right. go over here. Yeah. And like, we had DJs that donated their time. We yeah. had, man, somebody came out there and was cutting hair. Like, uh, it was like the black, like, like, like I literally yeah. called Barbecue on Black the blackest event yeah. ever. Mm. And, and, and as far as in the Bay Area. Right. Um, because, you know, you had people out there cooking, people out there getting haircuts. Right. I got a haircut at Barbecue on Because I was so busy playing. Right. Right. I said, like, oh, what's the dude going to be out there with the, with the haircut? I can right. see one there. Yeah. Man, you had the D, we had like six DJs. Shout out to Bay Life DJs. Right. Um, we had, uh, so we had DJs, we had haircuts, people was out there doing vegan food. Right. Uh, we had okay. a play area from Sky Play where, um, by donation base, where it's like small children could come mm-hmm. and they can play. And you still have to watch your kids. Yeah. Right. Don't mm-hmm. just drop your kids off. Don't just drop your okay. kids off. But what? it was a play, it was an area basis. So now it's not like, oh, mommy, I'm bored. Like, yeah. You can go play with the little balls. And mm-hmm. she had like a little small jumpy thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Jumper. So it was beautiful. Um, I have a question. Yes. I have a question. So you're talking about the beautifulness of Barbecue and Black, yes. and it is very beautiful. Yes. Right. I want to hear what that moment was where you almost was like, no. And how you endured that and just kept it moving. Because I definitely mm-hmm. want to thank you for bringing that to the culture, mm-hmm. you know, and keeping it moving. So how did you work through that? that well, me and Logan, it was really, like, even for, like, for this year that's coming up, like, I went back and forth, and I was like, oh, I want to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I understand how important it is to our culture. Like, you pe- it makes people feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, sometimes it might be the only day in somebody's life that they yeah. can have a good time. Because right. their life might be so messed up. Right. Barbecue and Black is the only day right. that they get so yeah. just be chill. Yeah. Right. They might not even come to eat. They might just, I right. just got my blanket. I want to read my book. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's beautiful. Right. Um, but with, to answer your question, it was just because it was, it was a lot, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you're doing it where you're not charging people. So right. it's like, you know, it was at a time, like, I'm gonna just be transparent. Like the day at the barbecue with Black, I had no money in my bank account. Right. right. But it'll do that to you. It'll do that and to I, you. Yeah. And, yeah. and now mind you, we didn't take no money from right. the money that we raised. Right. So, um, you know, people, oh yeah, people, that was a, that was a downside. That's people said, people were going yeah. on social media talking about, we're getting rich off barbecue while Black. Uh, we're taking we're taking the know. money from the people. It don't really cost that much to do I an see, event. Yeah. Um, they well, t- that's why I was saying that people should really, you Look. should provide some, not just you, but just us in general, provide certain information so that people can really understand. Well, when we did the GoFundMe, you know, we put in detail. Yeah, yeah. This, but this, you know, people don't read. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to put in a, in a way that we're going to, um, You need a financial you know. advising class <laughs> and a bit planning class. Thank you. Yeah. You need yeah, to yeah, we actually are doing, developing something called Business While Black, which oh, is basically right. doing business classes. And we're also going to be Thanks. taking young wow. entrepreneurs. So, and with their, so like, you know, you go to a class, you get a certificate at the end. Right. So, with the the ending for the kids will be they get a free vending slot at Barbara Kennel Wild Black. Oh, that's cool. And so we're gonna have like ten kids. <laughs> so we had this one this one vendor. This little girl's like well she's seven now. Mm-hmm. But she was six she had this limited like this really cool lemonade stand. Mm-hmm. Her, it was a uh, called I don't wanna butcher the name. Bossy's lemonade or something mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, This is your business? And she said, Yes, sir. Aww. And I was like, 
Well, so why you got your parents working? Right. You know what I mean? She's like, they work. No, so she's like, I'm the boss. Right. <laughs> I, I thought that was so she cool. Knows. But like, I thought it was so beautiful. That, like, I was like, hey, I have to support. Like, right. they gave me like a lemonade for like, Joel. Right. Like, no, I got to come back and buy one. Yeah. Right. Because I love the fact that this young girl, she, she her parents said it was her idea yeah. to do right. it. Right. And they helped me. Yeah. Like, it looked like a real lemonade stand. Like, wow. it was it was so great. And that really gave me the, the drive to say, we need to do something more for the youth entrepreneurs yeah. uh-huh. and, and, and guide them just as, like I said, my father guided me. Right. You know, the beginnings of my entrepreneurial life, I guess. Right, yeah. Because um, your, your dad, he nurtured that. Yeah, like, I mean, he, or he, he definitely he definitely awoke me. Yeah. yeah. Um, he definitely awoken just by showing me that I can make my own money. Right. And my, my dad, he tried to send in a few entrepreneurial mm-hmm. things. And, you know, I learned the good and the bad from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it was really just more so, too. You know, I woke up the next day and my body was in pain. I had a, I had a great time. Right. Yeah. But then my value reality sets back in. It's like, cause like it, for me, it became like a fantasy world of like, mm-hmm. we're having all this good time. But like, right. oh, Monday. Now it's back in my real life. Right, right, right. Yeah. Business, okay. And, um, <clears throat> you know, but I learned a lot of great lessons in it. Um, you know, there was a time where it was like, oh, it's all about us, us, you know, me and me. Yeah. And I had a really in-depth conversation with Mr. Fab, and he really helped me understand about the individualization of movements. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he said, look at like the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. Huey Newton wasn't saying, oh, it's just me doing this. Right. So it was, it was, a Us. mask of people right. and he was like yeah enjoy the success that right. you had with it mm-hmm. and be proud of yourself but right. you it's know a bigger, it's bigger it's bigger than mm-hmm. the individual person yeah. and at mm-hmm. first like i didn't understand that right and i had to think about it so when we did the whole thank you and i said you know as much as i would like to take credit for this we just played it y'all right. y'all really brought the culture mm-hmm. right um so you know this year we're gonna um do something really big. I came with the idea of bringing the HBCU experience to the Okay. Day. That's going to be so yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah, here. I'm ready for the day. And so, like, I'm telling people, like, bring whatever, whether right. fraternity, sorority, whatever. Yeah. Oh, they, you went to whatever. Yeah. whatever yeah. And, 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 and represent. But also, what we're going to be doing is doing, like, a black college fair. Okay. There. Yeah. Um, That's important. Because we want to start education business. Yeah. So, I mean, some people want to go to college. Some people just want to go straight into business. Yeah. Um, so, we, we want to have, like, if we're going to do college recruitment, mm-hmm. we want to do only black colleges. Mm-hmm. Having a... Um, uh, like a small health fair, right? You know, just check the blood pressure. Yes. Yeah, that you want to trust. Yeah, the, your vitals, yeah. your vitals, yeah. um, things like that. So we want to have the basic necessities because some people don't, don't even know they got high blood right. pressure. Right. They just feel like, oh, you know, just my leg hurt, uh-huh. and they don't even know that it's just from having too much salt. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you exactly. speaking of so many things in the community. So what made you want to transition from rap, and you still do graphic design, yeah. right? So. Still do graphic design, but transition from rap to basically really diving in with the community. Because I realized that I wasn't going to be a rap star. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always been c- community philanthropic oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so right. if I made more money, it would just give more back back to the community. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. so yeah. you know they say when you make money, you just reveal more of who you really are. Mm-hmm. And I'm really like big on like. I love to see the smile on people's faces. Right. That's what means more to me than money. Mm-hmm. Now, I do love money. Right, <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, coin. I, I right. do need my coin. It, it, it helps you in life. Right, but, uh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I still rap. It's just, I, I'm not, I don't, like, I'm, I have a few projects coming out, but it's just like, 
I just want people to listen to the music. Yeah. Right. So like, like really I got the secular project coming out, real right. life special, um, which is more so of a thing. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys can attest to me. When's the last time you heard a rap song or a song on the radio that made you feel good, like you wanted to be in love, or? In the early 2000s, the summer when Nelly and them was out, them was that out. Was yeah, or like, that's <laughs> or I'm talking to you too. She's like, I remember. Yeah, this is or, or even like, you know, when's the last time you heard a song that made you want to make love? Like, as in, like, not just, I'm going to take you home and I'm going to do. Well, no rap song, for <laughs> they sure. Or just R&B songs. R&B? Yeah. My goal is to make the most R&B rap album that I can ever make. Okay. Right. So I'm a big R&B person. Me too. So I love 90s R&B. Yeah. Like, so Same. for me, you know, when's the, when was the last time a woman felt caressed through the music to want to make love as opposed to like, yeah, girl, you going to give me that, like, you don't need to, like, that sounds like rape. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. Right, you know, like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. You know, but, but um, so that's, so that's what, right. you know, I always say that I wanted to make music that couples can make love to and mm-hmm. single women can, you know, Whatever, do they do right. right. too. I want to keep it clean because we're not. You know, but just, or just if they got a fling or whatever, it just make a woman feel good. Right. And want right. to like, just, oh, I'm going to put on something cute. I'm going to go right. out and enjoy just, you. Yeah. Enjoy your body. Exactly. Love yourself. Right. So, like, yeah. You know, I just want to give myself self love. Right. Yeah. I want to be dressed up and go, yeah. I ain't really looking for nothing. I just right. want to go out, have a little drink, and I might be out for 30 minutes because exactly. I got work tomorrow. Hello. Exactly. But I want to step out. But I just want to step out and do something nice for yeah. myself. Yeah. You know, I got paid today. I'm going to go get right. 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 I'm going to catch a lift home. Right. 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 Exactly. But it's just, but it's one thing you can put in your headphones and you can feel, right. you feel, feel this vibe. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I also got other songs where right. I'm not, I'm not degrading women at all. Right. We're not calling them beats like, and yeah, H's yeah. and things. Right. But like, like I got a song coming out where we made Back That Thing Up. Mm-hmm. And originally the video concept was like strippers and all right. this. And then I thought about, I thought about like, I'm really in the community and a lot of people, mm-hmm. they really stressed that to me. Like, you know, you in the community, you heavy right. now. Mm-hmm. You teaching yeah. kids, like you yeah. working right. in these schools yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I mean, your kids gonna watch what they want to watch. Right, sure. that's true. But at the same time, I gotta set the example too. It's like, yeah, I can still have fun. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, having about five or six strippers in the video mm-hmm. may not be the best look for somebody right. who right. is trying to encourage high school girls to love themselves. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, um, but I'm still gonna do the video in right. a way to where, where it's fun. A cultured way. A cultured way, yeah. yeah. yeah like, I got you. Like, I got you. Like, but yeah, so I have another idea of what we're gonna do to make it a little cleaner, but mm-hmm. okay. still fun. But um, yeah, like, like I said, I still make music. I love to create. Like, I'm actually, after I leave here, I got two sessions. Um, after I leave here, okay. um, a writing session, a writing session, writing for someone else, mm-hmm. and a recording session. So you're still, you're still being creative that way in music. Creativity is my therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I go to traditional therapy. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk um, about that too. You know, you going to therapy and then you said creativity is your therapy. Can you expand, expound, and so, tell us and how you bridge the gap between the two? Yeah, so before I started going to traditional therapy, I didn't think I needed, I didn't think nothing was wrong with me. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like most people, like yeah. ain't nothing wrong with me. I ain't trying to go tell these white people my problem. Then I thought about it, I said, well, if I do, then it started to be, or if I do go, it has to be, they have to be black. Right. Okay. Or if yeah. I go, it has to be a black woman because I feel right. like nobody understands a black man like a black woman. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, is that nobody can understand a black woman like a black woman. Right. right. But also black women have this power that they understand a black man in a different way mm-hmm. that we don't understand ourselves. Indeed. Yes. 
So he said was, that, and it's true. Okay. <laughs> so like, and like, in my old job, United Roots is where I started with Silence Lost. All that. It's just mm-hmm. a gift that keeps on giving. I haven't worked at this place in almost ten years, and I just happened to go there one day, and I'm like, yo, like, I like might be some low cost therapy. Like, oh, we do free therapy sessions here. Wow. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And then I met the lady just to kind of like, uh huh, see what. And like literally the first time I met her, I was like, yeah. This, this is this, this mm-hmm. is a good feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just like writing on a pen and pen. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like she right. really listened mm-hmm. to what I had to say oh, and really wow. gave great insight. And I told her, I like I said, I would have never hired another therapist but a black woman. Right. <laughs> like right. I said it's because Yeah, you right. know, because I feel like like nobody understands us like us. Right. And um and also too, I mean, if you really gonna spend that money on a therapist, why not spend it with a black one? Come on. Right. <laughs> right. I mean and regardless if they're black they can still be black, but they still have to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. So. They do. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> are, are you okay? We about to kill you. I'm going to give you one. Now, I've had conversations with, with relatives and right. friends. They say, you know, my therapist is white. Or my therapist mm-hmm. is Asian. And it's a good fit. And if it's a good right, fit right. for you, right. I'm not saying don't go. Like, you might go to 10 black therapists, but it's not a fit. Right, right. Yeah. right. That's so, but if you meet this white person, Asian or whatever, mm-hmm. if it works, you works. I'm just saying my personal right. person, right. you be a black woman because the black woman so, is God. Yeah, as long as you go. But to so how do you bridge the gap? Oh, the bridging you know. the gap? Uh, I used to just make music just to make it. Right. But once I started going to therapy, and I'm still new to it, oh, I've right. been going three or four months or something okay. like that. But I found that there, it could be therapeutic to write. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain things that I've been through that I never wanted to write about, mm-hmm. or I wrote about and never recorded. I just did it for myself. Mm-hmm. But now, as an older person, you know, I can come at it from a different perspective because right. maybe right. the first time I wrote it was a, it was a, from a point of hate. Mm-hmm. So now it's more of a point of understanding because I got this understanding from my therapist and right. like, yo, I'm gonna still be raw and vulnerable and like and to be fully transparent. Before I went to there, I hated being vulnerable. Right. Yeah. As a black man, we're not yeah, taught to be vulnerable. True. So um you know it's hard to like especially like in public or mm-hmm. or with your significant other. Like right, you yeah. don't want to I'm a man. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which, 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 in all honesty, yeah. I still don't. Right. And um, I, I hate when people cry in front of me, and I know that's something that I need to work. But, like, you know, there's been times where, like, I get a call from a relative, and there might be some serious stuff going on to cry. Call me when you're done with that. And it's not to be. What? But it's not to be. I will not be calling you. I'm gonna talk to you. But I'm gonna shed my tears. But now I'm gonna say, but now, but, I'm ready. but now that I went to, th- it's not. It wasn't that I was trying to be mean. It was right, right. It's something you were uncomfortable right. with. Right. Like people crying in front of me makes mm. me very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Right. Yeah. But it just, you know, I just have never cried before. Right. Something. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be something so little. Right. You know, it's not sad. Emotional right. or nothing yeah, like that definitely. before, because I mean I'm a human being. Like, right. I, I, I feel things, you right. know. Uh, but that's also why I don't go to funerals. Mm-hmm. Like the last one yeah. I went to, probably was about ten years ago. Yeah. Because I really want to remember the person as I knew them. Yeah. I don't yes. want to remember them in a casket. Yeah. Right. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, if it's something like your mother or something right. like that, exactly. you, yeah. you kind of can't really avoid that. Right. Yeah. But like, yeah. if it's a friend or like someone. I, I try to avoid funerals as much as possible. Yeah, I really do. Just I'm there with you because it's just not something. It's just not something I like right. to do. Like, but 
you know. It's like you should pay your respects in a different way. Exactly. So, but with the creative side of it, you know, like I said, you know, with this inner city blues project, that's Mm -hmm. what it would. I have been wanting to do a body of work that was conscious and, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about some real issues and getting back to that space. Right. But I can never fully sit down and do it. I was in the Marvin Gaye one day and I was just like, I like the title Inner City Blues. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, people in the Inner City going through heck of stuff. Right. right. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to call it out in Inner City Blues. And I just started, like I said, the first song was Tiana, which is the song about the young lady becoming mm-hmm. a prostitute. I started working on another song called Lil Homie, which talks about a young guy mm-hmm. who I tried to like talk out in the streets. He thought he knew everything. Now he in jail for murder. And this is not a true yeah. story, but right. it's a true story yeah. in the sense of like it young brothers who did it. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I've had. Well, actually, you know, it could be a true story because I've had students be like, "Dude, you don't want to." Guys in bed, and be like, "Oh no, it's all good." Yeah. Now you in jail for murder. Yeah. You fight a murder case, and now you're gonna be in jail for the next forty years. Right. But I, but I tried to tell you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I was also young at one point, and I mean, it, although I was never into that kind of stuff, there were times people told me stuff, and I didn't listen. Yeah. And I, I felt the consequences of those Absolutely. actions yeah. or those decisions. So. Yeah. You know, now that I'm, I'm 30, don't do 30 that way. Well, no, it is a gift. You know, because there's people, you know, when, when I was growing up, they didn't live past 15. Man. Yeah. You know, like, that's a reality. Yeah. You know, Some people don't live past 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were dying every day at a rapid rate, especially in our community where right. some yeah. health related issues and drugs because these drugs are being laced with fentanyl and yeah. Yeah. all type of things. And all right. kind of stuff. And so like I like being 30. Like I right. like having that wisdom to like tell somebody who's 18, mm-hmm. like, I was 18 at one point. Right. What you're doing, like when you run around with these girls and stuff like that, I was I was there with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there at that point. Maybe you wanna like do it this way now and you know mm-hmm. of course you know people are young they're gonna make mistakes mm-hmm. and and i allow young people to make mistakes because yeah. you're supposed to right. right that's how you learn that's how you grow and, you know um and i ain't got it all the way right yet but you know i got some shared experience Gross. right you know Working that, progress. Uh, but yeah so that, i guess that's kind of hockey just being able to put those real life experience finally being vulnerable enough to put those real life experiences um into song or mm-hmm. into creative songs like that you know like i said i was working with an artist and i started working on this song called reverse the roles and it's basically about a man and a woman in a relationship man ain't doing right and a woman basically asks you what if i everything you I, you're doing oh, to me what if i did to you as a man you ain't gonna like it if i went out and cheated right. on you you're not gonna like that but yeah. you think it's okay for you to do it to me hmm. and as men like, we can't, can't wait to hear this album. but, Hello? but, but, but as men we like man you ain't gonna but if a man like i ain't gonna Wait a minute, trust he me. Gonna yeah. cry in the car. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's gonna yeah. cry in the car. He's gonna cry in the car. Okay. That's <laughs> so, you know, to wrap up our Surviving Adulthood podcast, we always have to end on, you know, a good highlight and leaving people with a message. So, what are three top things that um, are three top characteristics that an entrepreneur needs and why? Hustle, okay. knowledge, Hustle, knowledge, and I said took my time. Discipline. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hustle, knowledge, knowledge and, and discipline. discipline. And hustle and discipline go hand in hand. You know, mm-hmm. to kind of sum it up, you know, when Nipsey Hustle passed away, like a lot of people got onto him. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was onto some of his music, but I never knew 
all the, I thought he only just had the marathon stuff. Right. But then yeah. I found out yeah. all these things he had going on. And I started like kind of going back to uh, interviews and things. And I was like, dude, was, when he said Tupac of my generation, like he was serious. Mm-hmm. I don't, I feel like Nipsey did what Tupac wanted to do. Right. When he was starting to, to, yeah, yeah, to do the thing that Tupac wanted to do. Um, I think Tupac had a target on his back his whole life. Obviously, we know what his parents were Panthers. Mm. But, yeah. you know, with Nipsey, it was one of them things like, you know, he he, he kind of did what Tupac wanted to do. But also, you know, he was really trying to show, like, no, like, you can take this little one thing. And he right. started basically obvious. Selling yeah. CDs on him. Yeah. Like, literally, the place where he, he started did. selling CDs right. from, he owned it. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think it's, it's I get like, that's when I kind of get like really emotional because I think about that brother was doing a lot, mm-hmm. and and for him to be taken out like that, you know, in front of his own place of business, man, yeah. that was cool. It was like, but like Snoop said, for every neighborhood Jesus is a neighborhood Judas. So, right, period. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it just it just sucks because you know, like they just announced his album when platinum is like, yeah, it's bittersweet because he's supposed to be here yeah. to yeah. enjoy it, enjoy it. Right. Yeah, you he nominated for a Grammy. He was nominated for a Grammy before he died, and they nominated him again. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like they only gonna give it to him because he died. Right. Like, yeah. and it's like it's not real. Like he worked. Like the song he's nominated for is a great song. Right. Yeah. But it's like, are you really giving it to him because you feel like What's it's the real a great reason? song? Right. Yeah. Or because yeah. he died. And you just want to also like, too once that stuff like that happens, it just becomes convoluted because you just really won't know. Exactly, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, something this brother did, like he hired like somebody from the community who might have a drug issue or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was doing things like sweeping up the parking lot. Right. Like that. Uh-huh. He pulled up on the dude, and the Maybach was like, "Man, come get in the car with me." Took this man, spent thousand yes. dollar bottle. I see that. Took me. Like, and it's like you're investing in your employees, right? Yeah. yeah. And because if you invest in them, they'll invest in you. You ain't gonna have no problem getting up tomorrow. Right. No. It's an hour early to I'm come good. to work. I'm coming to work. And that's how it should be. That's how it should be. You know, um, yeah. I read stories about like, they were doing some construction in the, in the Crenshaw mm-hmm. area. He would go, cause they had, they had like a candy store within the marathon mm-hmm. store. He would go give the workers snacks and all the stuff for free. And the guy didn't know he was Nipsey Hussle because he was right. in a rap. Right. And then when he read about it, he was like, yo, that's the guy that comes in. Like, and then he found out who he was and the woman said, her husband just cried for days. Oh, man. She like, that so that dude was one of the nicest dudes mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Of course, and then he yeah. that dash. Yeah. You know, and like when you see the video, and I and I don't understand how people can sit and watch stuff yeah. like that. I never actually watched the video where it said the surveillance. I don't know if it's necessary the actual footage. Yeah. But you don't want to see nobody like get down shot. Like that. But then you see like well, him laying on the ground. Yeah. ground. And uh, like they, you know, was trying to, and they didn't even know he was shot in the back of the head, so they lifted him up. Cause they was like, "Oh, we can save him." Let's get him. And they was like, "Oh, snap! He shot in the back of the head." So yeah. it was one of the things where, like, you know, you saw his skin on his mother. You know, I think mm-hmm. she knew that her son was, and I think maybe he knew. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you listen to some of his music, and like, mm-hmm. you kind of feel like he knew, right? But it, but yeah. now it's like, okay, we had Tupac who talked about what he wanted to do. Nipsey mm-hmm. started to do it. Now it's up to us as a whole community yeah. right. to continue to um, to continue this marathon to like, keep that hustle and that, that dedication and, really and that knowledge. And it really just made me want to like hustle even harder, like right. to like because everything that he was doing, like is stuff that I want to do in the community. Mm-hmm. And you know, you see Mr. Fab with the Dope Air store, with all yeah. stuff that Dope Air does for the community mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, it's one of them. It's one of those things where it's like you have to like. You have to do something positive. Like even, right. if, even if you're doing something negative, like do something positive. positive. Like do something positive. And I mean, 
depending on what the negative act is, like some things you just can't come back from. Right. With the positive, with the positive activity, but you got guys. You need like, just something to counteract. Yeah, right. but you got guys like Lil D, who was the biggest drug dealer in Oakland, and one time went to prison, got out, and doing amazing, positive things for the community. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people go to prison and come out Sometimes and don't do nothing. Sometimes you can receive redemption. Sometimes yeah. you can. Yeah, like, yeah. And, he, and you know, he's talking to these young people like, dude, I was out here mm-hmm. doing all this stuff, and somebody mm-hmm. somebody told on me, and I went to prison, because I wasn't going to talk. So, like, right, right. you know, so and, and I went and held my eyes down to the man, but now I'm out here trying to save y'all from even having to yeah. go down that road. Right, and, and it's all better. about the dash. Yeah. What you doing? So what are right you doing now? in your dash? We hustling. We getting that knowledge. We getting that knowledge. We getting that discipline ourselves. And you have to... You you know what really I know I keep going but like <laughs> really because just to go back to something we talked about what really gave me the 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 stability and the 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 willpower to like really keep doing mm-hmm. being told no when I was selling those CDs mm-hmm. you had to be saying no I'm cool yeah hell no right right some other fancy mm-hmm. language yeah. you know? <laughs> right and you know you have to be and we used to respond sometimes in the beginning like well if you didn't yeah. right. But then we had to come together and be like, well, mm-hmm. what if somebody else heard us saying that mm-hmm. and they might have was finna come buy the CD? Mm-hmm. Right. So we used to be like, all right. Even to be young to have that thought that process, have that the answer, yeah, say, yeah. you know what? That's not cool because if somebody big. wants to because, buy it, you then never, we turned them off. You never yeah. know who's around. Right. You yeah. Know. Here, you never. I didn't have you walk to me and I'm like, message. oh, yeah, I was standing that's across the street. message in it. Yeah. That's a yeah. message. So thank y'all for joining. Survivor Podcast. Thank you for being We definitely me. have a lot of knowledge in this video. Yes. We will include it at the bottom. So, yeah. all right.